0: following podcast may contain a dash of popular profanities. Live is it? Jeez, oh, I'm really fucking loud. I'm fucking loud. Jeez, oh, I'm really fucking loud. I'm fucking loud. How am I ever? I can hear you, How about that? Last episode they recorded. Oh, good. Oh, good. Yeah, hey, let's get Kyle on the line. Hello. Hello. Kyle. Yes. Are you there? Yes. I am here. I'm here as well. I am online. I'm online as remember well. Remember that? I do remember that. Whoo, that was one of the first taglines I ever had.
1: Pennsylvania. Yeah. Go.
0: Oh. You
2: remember
1: that?
0: Yeah, that was a fart. I'm in the booth. Keith LaRoche is on the mic. <laughs> Yo. Kyle Von Kubik on the telephone. I'm Wiggly, your host as well. Two host seating mm. Too hosts seating in-house. Too many hosts. Mm. As overseeing us is uh, Stinky the Game Master. Still. Stinky, why why don't you ever say anything? I mean, how are you doing? Oh, I'm not thirsty. <laughs> I, I didn't ask you if you were thirsty. I think either his headphones aren't on or, or he's hard of hearing. No, we don't. we don't have a budget for that. Okay. He is getting old. I don't know. He's like 93, 94, something like that. So we're going to go now. We're going to do the show now. I already (laughs) won. All right, Stink. Keith, turn his mic off, will you, please? (laughs) Welcome, everybody. Welcome to Pick It A Buck, the weekly arcade review show for all your favorite arcade games that you don't know about. (laughs) Maybe. That's why we're here. Probably know about it. What you do is you write your name on a dollar bill. Yeah. You insert this into your rectum. And when you go to see the doctor, surprise! <laughs> you know? He's like, what the hell? Why is your name on this?
1: Five quarters? Yeah.
0: Five quarters for your butthole dollar. <laughs> yeah. So you put a dollar in. That. We only have a dollar to spend in our arcade. And there's a, another story that happens with this. So I, I just have to. I think I'm just have to mail all of our listeners a letter explaining the rules. And oh, I, this is great. Are you getting tired of this? <laughs> no. Oh, I'm just all right. tired today. Couldn't be so lucky. Stinky either. has me bummed out. I'm sorry, sorry Stink. Is yeah. bumming you up? He threw away all my clothes. <laughs> All right, so uh, last week we gave a tip for what, uh, just a tip we put in. Oh, um, no. We gave a tip for this, uh, this week's uh, game that we're going to review. And my tip was I'm not for sale.
1: And yes. what was yours, Kyle? Uh, the flower is your money. It hung on to it. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. And no, I'm not having a stroke. No. Now,
0: this is for a 1990 game by Alpha, or you might as well just say by S&K, yeah. uh, for the Neo Geo, and it's, of course, um, Rag Guy's Revenge. Now, what's it called? It's called Blue's Journey. Blue's Journey, yes. Now, the reason that I wanted to bring up some of these uh, Neo Geo games and review some of them, even though a lot of people have played Neo Geo games, especially Johnny Capcom, our, mm. our expert game giver, advisor, and you, and me, and yeah. them, and everyone... But I received the Neo Geo X a long time ago, last last uh, Xmas holiday from my wife. The Neo Geo X. I only mentioned to her that one time, I don't know, I was looking through Amazon or something, and I saw Neo Geo X, and I am like, what the, what the hell are you talking about, Neo Geo X? And here, it's a brand new system that's released by Tomo and SNK, and... Essentially, you get like a Mega Neo Geo X Mega system, where you have uh, 15, 20 games on the system, and it looks just like the console. It has the menu, it, the, the menu thing, the on-off switch, and then it has the great Neo Geo joysticks that plug into it. And you got me one of those actually for, I don't know, my birth or something. Yeah,
1: either that or the Xmas something.
0: Like something that. like that. But anyway, they're, they're actual, really Neo Geo controllers, which were, I I own a Neo Geo system, but this thing still looked cool.
1: Now the and controller that I got you can plug into an actual Neo Geo. No, because it's USB, ah.
0: but it can plug into, so it can plug into the Neo Geo X or it can plug into your PC or Mac ah, and okay. work. And you have that great four buttons and that great micro-switched joystick, which yeah you got to have the click in your joystick. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's really a great joystick. I, that was something that I loved. But I didn't really understand what the hell was going on with this thing because I'd see, oh, well, I guess you could put this and that or something in a handheld. They have two. Mm-hmm. But then I got the Neo Geo X and it said it came with all that stuff. And the first thing I noticed was that I can't push down on the insert lid where you would put the giant cartridge in. It's solid. Mm-hmm. But then I saw this open slide switch on the front of the Neo Geo X system, and when you pop that open, there's a little Neo Geo X handheld game system in here.
1: Oh, so it's in the system.
0: Yeah, this handheld game is your system. Wow. <laughs> and the handheld game comes with some games on it, and you can buy these little flashcards. E-cards. Is that what they call, call them? No. <laughs> e-cards for your Sega <laughs> Master System. Yeah. Uh, these little flash cards that you put in there to uh to play other titles or buy other titles. Now, the big problem with buying other titles and stuff like that is is that they're very overpriced because evidently this thing might get very hard to purchase in the future because SNK and Tomo are in a big dispute about the money.
1: Oh, uh, uh, money. Yeah. Now get yours now, kids. Exactly now. Although by the time <laughs> they listen to this, probably not available anymore.
0: <laughs> now, the, the weird thing is that the Neo Geo X handheld system is a 16 by 9 screen. But I guess they just couldn't get 3 by 4 ratio screens anymore because mm-hmm. it's kind of stupid. There's no Neo Geo game that's widescreen. But it has HDMI out and regular AV out. So that's pretty cool. Now you can play your Neo Geo games um, in HD. Now, you can buy all these Neo Geo games probably on a disc for like 15 dollars so why would i want to pay 10 times that to own this thing that can only do neo geo games because it looks like a neo geo system and there was something about the neo geo system when it came out i bought it right when it first came out that set me apart from other gamers just like snk wanted it to be where if you're really a serious gamer you're going to pay more attention to your neo geo gaming system same as the arcade, same as home. That's the only system that could ever make that claim, really, yeah. up until the, the newer uh, systems came out. Like the, I think even the 360 and the PlayStation 4, I don't think we really reached arcade
1: exactness.
0: Uh,
1: no, to, there's uh, no way, because even when they were do- doing uh, an emulation to be arcade perfect, mm-hmm. your input was still on their gamepad And just for an example, Pac-Man on a 360, while it may be arcade perfect in the sense of the software, the hardware is nothing like it. It's not a four-way joystick. Mm -hmm. Whereas the Neo Geo's joystick that you had at home was the same that you'd see at the uh, MVS unit in the mall.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. But I was more talking about every console manufacturer would claim you have arcade perfect versions of the games at home right but i don't even think we had that with the ps2 to its contemporary arcade equivalent like uh what do you call that what do you call that when you're when you fight a bear um like tekken tekken Mm -hmm. wasn't one-to-one with the with the playstation one tekken gang rape or whatever they called it wasn't one-to-one with the what was it I didn't play that one. Tekken Tag Battle, Tekken Tag, Tekken Gang, I don't know. Tekken uh, tag,
1: tag Bang.
0: yeah, Tag yes. tor- Tag Tournament. You know, it, w- it wasn't really one. of I don't think we started seeing that until the PS3 and the Xbox 360. No,
1: I could be. No, oh, I think the ColecoVision Vision claimed that it was arcade perfect too.
0: They did, and that's <laughs> what I mean. But if you really wanted arcade perfection back then, and you know, it might be different in the years since then. But back then, the Neo Geo was the only one where you could really get that arcade feeling at home so much so that you used to look at your girlfriend in her scantily clad nightgown but not since you got the neo geo console that's all i (laughs) want to do now is play neo geo and look at those graphics don't want to have fun with my girlfriend anymore (laughs) that was actually one of the magazines. i remember that ad yeah so that's why i want to look at some of these neo geo games that you too can play and um as i mentioned you know it's it's pricey but it really looks exactly like the neo geo system and there are of course ways that you could take and turn that into a thing that plays your super nintendo and genesis and even playstation now it's not the most powerful emulator uh, hardware inside of there but it can actually do some some pretty amazing things. And just one final thing about the handheld. A lot of people complain about the thumbstick that's on the handheld, but what they don't realize is that's the thumbstick that you would get with the Neo Geo CDX or just CD. Mm. When you got the Neo Geo CD, you got a control pad instead of the the joystick. And it had that clicking 16 clicks or whatever it does, directional pad on it uh, that you used with your thumb. And People liked it then, but now when it's on the little handheld, they people suddenly don't like it or just don't remember. Now, one final thing about the Neo Geo CD is the first Neo Geo CD, not the CDX. It was a one-speed CD player. So, you would see this juggling monkey between each fight scene for like you'd wait you have to wait like a minute or a minute and a half. Oh my gosh. to go to the next round people were so sick of that juggling monkey man. <laughs> so today's game is juggling monkey i forget i went on so long about this other thing blue's journey and it's a game that when my buddy got it for his neo geo i had i had two other friends that had neo geos because we were really hardcore gamers no i, th- I had four I had four friends that had Neo Geos. We all sold our- A lot of wealth. Well, no, we, I, I sold all my Genesis, my Genesis system, and all my Nintendo, and all my Nintendo uh, system. All my uh-huh. Nintendo system with Rob the Robot. Um, <laughs> I sold all my games except my TurboGrafx stuff to be able to afford Neo Geo when it came out. But I couldn't afford the games, you know? I had two games for a year. <laughs> <laughs> but but my buddy had this one, and when I saw it, of course, I thought, oh, this is just a Mario ripoff, and it's not even that good. But because of getting this Neo Geo X system, I decided to give Blue's Journey another go, yeah. and I was surprised at how deep it actually was, and how much I really did enjoy it. Even though in mine it's gotten a lot of its ideas from Mario or Wonder Boy, and even Blue Blink, if you know that game, oh. uh, which most people don't. <laughs> <laughs> it, I mean, it got most of its ideas from that. Well, uh, actually, Blue Blink uh, was uh, Super Mario Brothers 2 in Japan. Okay. Or, oh no, in America, the one where you can put things on your head. Which one is yes? That I, yeah, that's our version, Jim, and, and that's what I thought that, you were talking about.
1: Everybody hates that one? Blue Blink. My little brother used to call it Super Mario Brothers <laughs> Gardener. Because he thought he was in a garden the whole
0: time. I see. I see. Yeah. Well, that's what Blue Blink is like. In this deal here, you're you're blue. Reggae, Reggae, Eye. it's becoming polluted. Mm-hmm. And Princess Fa of the Ragay is poisoned by ragai family is poisoned by the pollution now so I don't know is ragai a place is
1: ragai a a family is it even a word how's it the, the race it? of people because I thought that's where it was going with it the, the ragai were these sort of fairy people okay who in realization look a lot like the ladybug cabinet art there you go just in anime style right right yeah. So
0: you're battling against pollution that's being caused by the Daramu tribe, and you must defeat the Daramu tribe to bring life back to Eye.
1: Yeah, you know, like real life. Yeah,
0: Ragai. Rag- Ragui. e. You always have a weapon. In fact, it's the Blue's weapon. Blue. <laughs> <Fine>. <laughs> now, unlike Mario, little bug boy Blue always has a weapon. In fact,
1: Blue is the specialist at the leaf dump. Yes, that is the uh, first starter weapon. I wrote down that this game is a lot like Ghosts and Goblins or Ghouls and Ghosts, whichever you want to choose from, uh, meets meets the animated film Fern Gully. There you Uh, go. Because like Ghosts and Goblins, there's weapons that you want and some weapons you don't want. Mm -hmm. And you find that in this game the power-ups are the same way where it's, you know, at first it's fun to figure out which is which and then you'll realize, like, I don't want the leaf after I had the boomerang. Right. And you gotta be real careful that you don't pick that up by accident. And it plays much like, I, I definitely see the comparison because it's a platformer. It's sort of like in the vein, like when we were talking about Liquid Kids, where you're like, um... This is more of a console game than it is an arcade game. This is actually a little bit deeper than Liquid Kids was. But I don't see so much Mario as much as I see uh, Ghosts and Goblins in this game. Right on. Because of just the tempo of the game and the lack of exploration. Now, there's also, um, and I, get, I don't want to jump ahead, mm-hmm. but there's shops and there's uh, houses that you go to. Right. Again, you wouldn't find in a Ghouls and Ghosts game. you probably find those more in a early castlevania game or some of the capcom dungeon and dragon games Mm -hmm. where you could buy some items so that's cool and that was my hint was picking up the flowers because that's what you use as currency in the game to buy different you know weapons or abilities to walk on spikes and the houses are interesting because there's definitely some sort of story happening (laughs) for the most part it was pretty much lost on me as far as you know i knew i had to go from left to right uh, and that's really all I needed to know. But there is a story there, and they're talking to you about different events, the NPCs in these houses. And they'll also offer items that you can buy that are situational. Or very early on in the game, you can purchase a boat to cross a lake or a little river in case you don't feel comfortable platforming. It's interesting. It's interesting that you'd find something that would traditionally be in a console game in this arcade game. Right. And Blue looks a lot like Blue Beetle in his outfit. Huh. I thought.
0: At yeah. Least. Yeah. My tip was I'm not for sale. And that's because when you do go in one some of these shops where the pretty fairy is there where you could buy certain power ups like water fins to make you swim water faster. Fins, uh,
1: shoes to protect you from the spikes. Yeah. Different uh, things. Ha- like Health power up. Yeah. An orcarina because it's a toy. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's all. That's all you get out of that. It's a toy. Yeah.
0: And then if you put your little selector arrow over top the ferry, she says, I'm not for sale. So uh, that's too bad because you could have had a nice nice night yeah. Um, good dinner. <laughs> when this came out, we definitely compared it to Mario. There was no other comparison sure. except comparing it to Mario.
1: Now, of course, I think it back, suffered from the same. Going back to Mr. Do again, it suffered from the same thing where it's everyone looked at Mr. Do, or a lot of people looked at Mr. Mm-hmm. Do, and said, oh, this is a Dig Dug ripoff. Yeah. Yep. And uh, it's easy to make that jump when you're looking at this game on a surface level. That, oh, this is just a Mario ripoff, Right.
0: And like Mario, he's a good jumper. You get to be invincible because you're giant blue and there's different music playing where you're running through things uh, with invincibility. So that's like Mario. Which ones does Mario get big like that and run through
1: things? That's very recent. That's, uh, I believe... The one that came out for the DS. Uh, it's one of the more recent ones. Yeah. What it, yeah, that, that happens in this game very in 1990. That's true. And it also ends with you jumping
0: on something. It's not a flagpole. It's a jumping bell tree where you try to get a jackpot. Yes. Um, and in this game, you can also become really tiny at any point by pressing one of the buttons. And this is to explore different things. And you run fast and you look incredibly adorable. Which, again, is a very recent Mario
1: trope with the mini mushroom.
0: True. True. But it was part of the Wonder Boy series. Right. Because you you become Mouse Man and then you're... I think he jumps
1: higher, too, when he's small. Is the benefit as well.
0: Yeah. Okay. But he can't attack.
1: No, he can't attack. Okay.
0: And there is gambling elements, then, after you defeat a boss. The bosses are really cool. The nice thing about the bosses is they don't just take three hits and then they're dead. They can take... A lot of hits. I don't know how many. Right. At that point, it becomes almost a haymaker.
1: A, hay <laughs> yeah, a haymaker game? <laughs> game.
0: <laughs> no, uh, but for setting people free at the end, you are granted a free lottery drawing. <laughs> There's a lot of English in this game. Yeah, there is. So you're a free lottery drawing, You go and you choose between, I don't know, six or eight different handlebar things that you try to pull down and you might get a cool toy
1: or a cool uh, power-up or something out of that yeah and you see that in some of the houses too that last year if you want to play a chance game where they have a card and then you have a choice of three cards and if you match it you can get more flowers so you can bet 10 Mm -hmm. 15
0: or all of them so that's sort of like pulling from uh, alex kidd yeah. So I think you know it was really a roll up of of all these existing action platformers but then their own stories put on top of it and you can also choose your own path which direction do you want to go to get to the end. Diverging paths
1: wasn't wasn't a big thing in the arcades around that time. No. Again, going back to the uh, Capcom D&D game, and I don't remember which one it was. It was one of the two or three that the Oh, yeah, out. You, could go you could in mountains. Cho- You could choose, like, if you go up the stairs or you go through the store or whatever. Right, and right. That's always fun, you know, to have that choice. What I will say about the game that annoys me, much like Mario, is why are there swimming stages, but then other stages <laughs> when I touch the water, it kills me? Yeah. And the store offering a water fin really uh, muddies whether or not you're supposed to be jumping in the water or not. Because you'll go to a store and get the water fin and then jump in the water and you die. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll give
0: you a hint. If you're swinging on a vine, a la Jungle King, you Mm. you probably don't want to go in the water at that point. No. (laughs) You're right. There's that water duality. One thing that immediately stands out about this and not about a Mario game (laughs) <laughs> at this time would be the graphics they oh, are you know quite beautiful and when i was so prejudiced against this being an, a mario clone i didn't even really pay attention there is the foreground which you're interacting with and then there's two scrolling parallax backwards yeah. and yeah. Uh,
1: they're really well imagined environments absolutely yeah visually it looks better than its contemporaries or i guess the closest contemporary comparing it back to mario would be super mario world and there's definitely more happening on the screen as far as um, graphics are concerned than that game mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. and when you hit the enemies with your leaf or blast of the leaf wind I should say, it dizzies them. And then you can stack these dizzied opponents spinning around on the top of your head. And I think you could put up to three of them on the top of your head. And then you can throw those at the enemies and stuff like that. Oh, you can also reach items, I think, with that. So there's a flower across the way. You could throw an enemy at it. And I think that gets that flower or that item for you. Mm. You can't be 100% sure at this point. But, hey, that's not what we're here for. We're here to talk That's right. about shit we don't know anything about. <laughs> <laughs> so you might already own Blue's Journey in one in of one your... of many compilations. <laughs> exactly. And you might have passed it over as well as just, oh, this is Mario. But I, I say give it two or three levels and you'll see, uh, even even just two, I think. You'll you see it. how challenging it is, too. It's, it's a very... challenging game. This is a fun one and a, and a fun one to, to go all the way through, I think, so... See here, Kyle sent in his dollar. I have my dollar. Keith put in a dollar today. Wow, all right, Keith. You didn't write your name on it. Oh my gosh, how will we ever figure it out? Yours <laughs> says, Well, actually, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is this is from Mad Magazine. This is a hundred thousand dollar bill. All right, get that out of here. All right, so uh, I have my name on the that's not funny, even. All right. uh, sometimes <laughs> I'm not these shows, sometimes they're good, sometimes. Mm. Yeah. Hey, what do you want for nothing? It's true. Here we go, everybody. So yeah, I'm shuffling up the dollars. Um, one has my name and one has uh, Kyle's. You can play along at home with your boss at your work. Or if you're the boss, then uh, you fire everybody keep more money for yourself okay i'm gonna shuffle these
1: while kyle tells you this hey everybody why not go to itunes and leave us a review and a rating if you haven't already done so Mm. and if you did like a while ago guess what you can log back in and change it up make it relevant Go in there, update it. Let us know what you think of the new format. Let us know what you think of Pick of the Buck. Let us know if you're playing Pick of the Buck. I really hope you're not. Also, check out Facebook. We're on there. You can search We Talk Games. A lot of stuff's happening. I try to get on there every day and and put something up. I know uh, Wiggly and John are also in there putting things up at at times. And uh, it's really a great place to go for those in-between days where you're waiting for a new episode. Also, something to check out with daily content is Twitter our handle at we talk games how easy is that it's very then, easy <laughs> while you're doing all those things you can always check out wetalkgames.com we got a uh, message board type thing up there you can log in with your facebook account your twitter account and uh, your Windows Live ID. You can talk to other members, get that board active again. You can also check out the Pro Gear store. We got some t-shirts up there and posters. And if you want to just go the old-fashioned way, writing an email, unfortunately, the only person you're allowed to write to is Stinky. So write an email to stinky at wetalkgames.com. Give us your suggestions, your feedback. Let us know what you think of the show. Let us know what you want to hear, and uh, we'll ignore them. Oh, yeah, I forgot to tell you. There's 375 emails in my
0: inbox. Very good. Great. <laughs> good to know. Thank you. Thanks for uh, being part of the show, Stink. Okay, let me pick the dollar. Here we go. I'm sure the people that sent those emails didn't expect you to look at them for another five or six months anyway. And I picked the buck and I win. Wow. I like that. I got two bucks. Hey, uh, how about a pro player tip? How about it? No, nah, we don't do that. How about some expert advice about why can't i think of the name of this fucking game it's too long hey how about a, some uh, hey how about some expert playing advice for blue's journey maybe
2: with the uh, helpful gaming hints and tips and stuff like that and this week of course we're talking about Blue's Journey and uh, this the hint tends to go out to our very own boss Mr. Stinky the Game Master and Stinky if you are indeed attempting the Leaf dump uh, I understand you might get a little bit confused as to what that is but I'm just letting you know for safety's sake okay just because it's a Leaf doesn't mean you gotta go all around the world okay just keep it right in the middle, hit and quit. Don't wipe all the way up your back and don't go all the way down. You don't need to paint your taint. Okay, just keep it simple. If you're playing the game like a regular person, just make sure you remember that the spike shoes are only good on stages 1 and 3 of star space. Other than that, they're kind of a waste of flowers. And, uh, you know, just like all the haters on the internet. And speaking of haters, if you want to join me over on Tumblr to engage in liberal guilt, my uh, Tumblr name is funwithmonsters.tumblr.com and uh no one news yet but who knows maybe i'll get desperate uh have a fun week and enjoy the game bye bye all right so let's give the tip for next year's
0: show next week's show this is a game that you picked right i did pick this
1: next game yes
0: my clue is going to be can you pronounce the name of this game my answer is no (laughs) my (laughs) clue is going to be my what a big nose you have brian boitano (laughs) Uh, My clue is going to be, get a load of
1: my magic stick. (laughs) Great. And
0: now Titi Schmookins will give her We Talk Games Video Power Magazine Pickety Buck Arcade Game Audio Clue for next week.
1: Hello, I am Titi Schmookins. Here is next week's We Talk Games Video Power Magazine Pickety Buck Arcade Game Audio Clue. Good luck, geeks. Great.
0: Awesome. Hey, I hope that you tune in next week. Find out what
1: that game is. I'll see you then. Well, I'll talk at you then. Yes! We love to get talked at. We talk at
0: them. Yeah, we do. We love talking. Suck it up, kids. We hope you like us. Bye bye. See ya. sector, you mentioned about going through the stages, the first one was sort of a run-up, easy one. Well, you're not going to have it too easy, though. If you lose, your quarter doesn't start you off where you left
1: off. Yeah, it's a proper game. It's a proper Namco game where it doesn't allow you to pick up just because you dumped a lot of quarters into the machine. Once you're dead, you're dead. You can start over because you have credits, but... You're starting from the beginning.
0: No continues!
1: And this game could really use it because of its length, but I appreciate that they treat it like that. Because one of my gripes that I've never talked about on the show before was with the anniversary cabinets. That they, in So many years they, they put out. You know, there's one for uh, Miss Pac Man Galaga. There was one that had, oh, you know, a bunch of different Namco licenses sticking on there. Those do allow you to do that. So you'll see them out in the wild, and you'll see these scores and you're like oh someone must be playing really well on this machine and then you realize oh no you just have to dump in a shitload of quarters and you can just pick up your score from where you left off and to me particularly with Miss Pac-Man that isn't how you play. Right on.
0: on it's not yours. My clue's going to be, I'm your friend down. dad. Oh, that was my clue. Only I was going to say it like, I'm your friend. <laughs> okay, well, all right, then I'll change my, well, that could be both of them. Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change my, I, I got one. Um, what the fuck happened to Pac-Man?
2: <laughs> That's a good one. All right.